It's a two bell Tuesday. That's what it is. Why are we ringing the two bells? Only because it's Tuesday. Nothing other than that to be really, really happy with. We're going to talk about Chris Ballard, what he said to the media at the NFL annual meeting. Lamar Jackson is on the table for the Colts. This is what he said. We'll go over some of his quotes and what they mean. Could a trade for Lamar Jackson, the ultimate survivor, that's what Chris Ballard is. Is that going to provide Chris Ballard the cover that he needs to continue to kick this thing out a couple of years down the road? Or would a rookie quarterback do that better? I think Chris Ballard, when you look at him and you try to assess what he's doing, survivability is an important motivator for what he does. And so we're going to talk about that a little bit and what that means. Indiana is kicking the tires on a couple of more transfers. One of them, Peyton Sparks of Ball State, an Indiana native, a big, thick kid, uh, a kid that over his two years at Ball State has been very, very productive on both ends, a good defensive player and a good offensive player as well. In the MAC, we'll talk about whether he is on his way to Indiana and what that would mean for the Hoosiers. We'll talk about the Pacers who lost last night again and are only one half game ahead of both the Trailblazers and the Magic for that coveted fifth worst spot in the NBA. How quick can we sink with only six games left in the regular season? We'll talk about that too. This is Breakfast with Kent. For Tuesday, March 28th, a great day, 2023, brought to you by the great people at Johnson's Plumbing. Call. Do it now. If you've got a plumbing problem, Jared Johnson's got a plumbing solution. 765-610-8809 is the number. All right, hit the subscribe button. Hit the like button. Hit the the icon, the bell icon, so you get an alert every time we go live. We do it right at about 6.15 every single weekday morning, and then at about 4 in the afternoon. Today's either going to be a little bit earlier than later, depending upon when news breaks. This is a YouTube channel where, when news breaks, we break it. Nothing's fragile here. Actually, everything's fragile here. Uh, Let's talk about Chris Ballard and the Indianapolis Colts. Uh, Ballard spoke to the media yesterday. So did Shane Steichen. We talked about Steichen yesterday. We'll talk about Ballard now. Chris Ballard says that Lamar Jackson and a deal for him is on the table. Okay, what does that mean? Talk about that. The draft is deep. You know, and and it bothers me the way uh, Chris Ballard used to be really good with media. He's not anymore. He, he's uh, he, he's dismissive of the media. And, of course, the media has nothing to do with whether he does his job well or not. The media just reports what happens and and does its job in, in applying context to what happens. And that's what we're going to do today with Chris Ballard. Here's what he had to say about Lamar Jackson. Anytime a special player is available, which he is, you've got to do the work. He's a really good player, really special player, but you never know how any of this will turn out. So he's he's keeping it on the table, a, a deal for Lamar Jackson. What could happen? Will the Colts... Here, here's how you've got to look at Lamar Jackson and a potential deal with the Ravens for the Colts. Will the Colts have the temerity to put on the table 
the amount of assets necessary for the Ravens to say, we're going to send Lamar Jackson there rather than there, there, or there. Are the Colts going to outbid their fellow NFL franchises for Lamar Jackson's services? Number one, they shouldn't under any circumstances do that. The amount of money it's going to take to sign Lamar Jackson and make him happy is substantial. Look at the deal for Deshaun Watson in order to put it in context and and have kind of a framework of a deal that's going to be necessary to make Lamar Jackson happy. And then what is it going to take to make the Ravens happy? So as a franchise tag guy, Lamar Jackson, if he negotiates a deal with the Colts that he likes, two things are going to happen. Number one, the Ravens have got to accept that deal. They've got to say, okay, we are not going to match it. They have the right to match it. Number two, what has to happen is two first-round draft picks minimum will convey from the Colts to the Ravens. Okay? Now, if it's post-draft, those would be the first-round draft picks in 2024 and 2025 that belong to the Indianapolis Colts. You cannot trade back and then assign one of those picks to the Ravens in a deal like this. You can't do that. But you could make the deal after the draft. The, the Ravens wouldn't like that. The Ravens aren't, aren't just stooges in the middle of all this chaos. That, that's not their role in this, despite what Lamar Jackson would like it to be. Or the Colts would need to trade Well, Lamar Jackson would sign a long-term deal with the Ravens, and then he would be traded from the Ravens to the Colts. That could happen. That's another way this thing could could wind its way through the NFL offices and, and plop Lamar Jackson in Indianapolis with the Colts. You look at Lamar Jackson, what he does, his yards per attempt are elite. His ability to run the football is elite. His ability to stay healthy is not elite. Last two seasons, he's missed five games in each. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, price line. That is not the kind of guy you want to invest 200 plus million dollars in guaranteed. A guy who cannot stay on the field. Availability is the best ability. And Lamar Jackson, his availability has not been great the last two seasons. And NFL players over the course of their careers rarely get healthier. That's really important. Here's another thing that uh, Chris Ballard said about not trading up. He said, which Carolina did from number nine to number one, right? Executed that trade with the Bears. I didn't want to make a blind decision without all the information. I know people might not understand that, but I think history kind of tells you that when you do that, you better know what you're getting. What he means is that he didn't want to trade up without knowing exactly who C.J. Stroud and Bryce Young and Anthony Richardson and Will Levis are. If you're going to trade up, 
You have to know what you're going to get at number one. You have to know that. You can't just guess at it. Unfortunately, trading up, you've got to trade up against other teams again. The Carolina Panthers were willing to do that. The Carolina Panthers were willing to say, you know what, we know enough about C.J. Stroud or Bryce Young, that we, and it looks like Stroud, right? That's what we kind of guess, that we're going to trade up for the rights to select that guy. The Colts didn't want to do that. The Colts, because you're trading up against others, you, you're competing with others for that spot. The Panthers were willing to take that chance. Chris Ballard is never willing to take a chance. And because he's not willing to take a chance, because he is always prudent in the way he executes his responsibilities, it's a no-go to trade up. He wants to have all his facts in evidence. He wants to have it all in front of him before he makes a deal like that. Other franchises are willing to make that deal before they have all the information. So Chris Ballard loses on that deal, or as you look at it, maybe maybe as you look at it in three years, he made the right choice and did by not trading up, wound up with the player that he should get. He also said uh, about the draft, what I would tell you is there's good players in this draft at every level. I think history's shown, especially in the last few years with Jalen, he's talking about Hurts, being one, and Brock Purdy coming in and playing really well, that they come at every level. What the hell is he talking about? He passed on both those players. Why didn't he know that Jalen Hurts was going to be what Jalen Hurts is? If he's going to cite Jalen Hurts and Brock Purdy as evidence of quarterback play being able to be acquired in the draft at pick, you know, I think Jalen Hurts was 53, and then Brock Purdy was Mr. Irrelevant, the last player selected in the draft out of Iowa State. If you're going to cite those players, you should have displayed an ability to evaluate those players correctly. And Chris Ballard has not done that. If you're going to say, hey, look, we might wait to draft the right guy, why would anybody have any faith whatsoever that Ballard as a general manager can do that. It's illogical. Uh, Trading for Jackson would be a massive mistake. Uh, But it might give Ballard cover. Because if you draft him, you're going to give up some draft equity, right? You're going to send draft picks to uh, the Ravens. And the Ravens, thank you very much, Corona. I appreciate that. Uh, 45 and 16 is a starter with minimal support around him. What the hell, guy? What? What minimal support is that? Look, Lamar Jackson has been on a rookie deal. The Ravens have not been a bad team. I, I, I love this where people cite a quarterback's lack of support as either being damning toward the quarterback, like with Will Levis. Well, he didn't have an offensive line, and his receivers were trash. So what would you expect out of Will Levis? But then with Lamar Jackson, you know he had trash around him, and still all the man does is win? Which is it? Lamar Jackson might allow Ballard to kick the can down the road, and the thing you have to kind of look at is kicking the can down the road. Is that going to be 
more easily accomplished by drafting a quarterback and giving him cover in 2023 or by trading for Lamar Jackson, winning soon and losing later. Because if you're worried about trash being around uh, Lamar Jackson in Baltimore, what the hell do you think is going to be the case here? Giving away a lot of draft equity in order to get him. You're going to lose out on at least two first-round draft picks. Those are starting-level players that the Colts will not have due to acquiring Lamar Jackson. Chris Ballard has got to start making decisions based upon hope and not about hard, solid information because in the NFL, it's all about hope. You don't know who's going to be healthy. You don't know who's going to be able to play at a high level. Take the highest level return and go ahead and get that guy. Get Anthony Richardson. Anthony Richardson on a rookie contract could wind up being better for the Indianapolis Colts than Lamar Jackson. You're not going to have to pay as much for him, and it's only going to cost you the fourth overall draft pick. What are we doing? What kind of decision is there to be made? Anthony Richardson is the guy, and maybe Chris Ballard just doesn't want to say it. Maybe that's the case. Chris Ballard's playing possum a little bit, and he's saying, you know what, we might do anything. That could be. All of this judgment about Chris Ballard is based upon the previous six years of seemingly not really knowing what he's doing, but requiring all the information necessary to know what he's doing and not taking a chance on somebody else. That's what goes on. That's what's happened here, so we assume that. But maybe Chris Ballard is finally using some diversion tactics in order to get people to believe something other than what is true. And maybe what is true is that Anthony Richardson is the guy they are targeting. I try to find faith, right, in, in Chris Ballard. Because without it, this, this franchise is lost. So I'm trying to hope that he's thinking the right thoughts and that this is a, a tactic to throw people off the scent of what the Colts are actually thinking about doing. Uh, Indiana, according to Jeff Rabjohns of Peaks.com, targeting another transfer. Uh, this portal guy is from Virginia. He's 6'11". His name is Caden Shedrick. He has two years of eligibility left, 17 and a half minutes last year, 6.2 points per game, 3.8 rebounds per game. Sounds a little bit like a skinnier version of Michael Durr. Uh, Ball State's Peyton Sparks visited IU yesterday. He's 6'9", 240, 13.3, 8.7 the year before, 13.5, 8.5. So that's Peyton Sparks. I like Peyton Sparks, Indiana kid. Rodney Terry hired full-time as Texas's head coach. And what I want to know, how come ADs didn't identify this guy as a high-end, really good big-time college basketball coach. Why did Texas have to see uh, Rodney Terry coach at the level he did for Texas after, uh, after Beard bounced? Why'd they have to see it in order to understand that he's a terrific leader? Good question. Pacers lost last night, 127-104. The Mavericks took him to the woodshed. Benedict Matherin, 26 points. Outscored by 30 behind the arc. They out-rebounded the Mavericks by 10. Still lost by 23. They're a half game ahead of the Blazers and Magic. They are a half game behind the Wizards. These next six games, 
could hold the key to the future of this franchise. That could be the case. Let's celebrate some birthdays today. It's a bell ringing birthday. It's Julie's birthday. Julie's celebrating a birthday. Happy birthday to Julie. We had her birthday celebration last night. We had cupcakes and, and presents. And there's nothing more fun for me than shopping for presents for Julie. Going into boutiques and, and finding little knick-knacky things that just say, you know what, I'm Julie. And, and I think that Julie would, would love. There's nothing more fun than that. She has, has uh, on a daily basis, teaches me to be unafraid of learning and continuing to expand my horizons. And she, she teaches me how to be a better human being every single day. And celebrating her birthday is the least that we can do for somebody who does that for us, for me. Uh, so happy birthday to Julie. The great Teresa Harris celebrating a birthday today. Andy Olson, happy birthday. The great John Records Landecker, radio legend in Chicago at WLS. The great Ryan Bozell, happy birthday. David Phipps, Tracy, Tracy Miracle, John Blaine, and Eric Braverman, happy birthday. If today's your birthday, you celebrate like hell. If it's not your birthday, you celebrate somebody else that's best done with an honest and specific compliment. This afternoon, we dig deeper. It's what we do every single day. And thanks to Julie, we dig deeper in ourselves and in the facts and, and the stuff around us that helps us make sense of life. 